is your classic metal show right here on the classicmetalshow.com that uh it's armored saint from the rise release with uh left hook out of right field and kicking off the show tonight we heard uh megadeth with uh in my darkest hour and uh once again armored saint with uh last train home and uh all three of those songs dedicated to our uh, fallen brother bob nelbandian and uh, here's a guy who can certainly appreciate uh the tribute, my good friend and partner, Chris Aiken. What's going on, Chris? What is up, sir? Awful, awful day. <laughs> it is an awful day. I mean, uh, we almost, uh, almost considered not doing the show tonight, but, uh, we couldn't allow, uh, the opportunity to, uh, celebrate our brother, uh, right. and at least, uh, you know, give him some kind of a tribute and, um, you know, celebrate his life a little bit. This was going to be kind of a, you know, year end fuck around show and, uh, the unexpected, uh, left hook from right field took us by surprise yesterday. And, um, you know, now it's uh, changed into kind of a, a memorial. Yeah. I mean, dude, just, I, I know I, I told you yesterday, I didn't want to do this and I didn't want to do it this afternoon that I was like, Oh, we got to fucking do it. You know, it just too important of a, a friend not to. But I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I am fucking wrecked. Yeah, I get you, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to, uh, several people gotten texts back and forth. Um, you know, it's a, it's a devastating loss and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably second hour, we'll probably, uh, talk about, uh, Bob and, you know, what he meant to us and our show and, uh, as a friend and, you know, what he, what he, uh, contributed to the, uh, you know, the music community and, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's just a, a very sad day for, uh, music fans, metal fans, hard rock fans who, uh, you know, knew Bob and his work and, uh, knew him personally. It's been good to see that people get it. I don't know if you've looked online at all at, at anything, but lots of great tributes. Nobody, nobody really saying shitty stuff. Which, you know, you, anytime anybody dies, there's always that line of people that, that can't wait to say, well, fuck him, he's a dick, whatever. And, you know, it's good to see that it's it's been kind of a universal sentiment of what a great dude, you yeah. know. So, and that's from, from the top down. I mean, I don't know if you saw Lars put something out and Mustaine and just everybody, all good stuff. Yeah. Well, Bob, Bob was a good guy. Uh, you know, I, I have hung out with Bob on at least a half a dozen occasions over the years. And obviously you, you, uh, didn't have an opportunity to meet Bob in person, but you know, you've developed a, a friendship and a business, uh, working relationship with him and sure. uh, over the years. And I know there was an opportunity just, just at the COVID shutdown that, uh, you were going to fly out to, uh, you know, Northern California and, and go to the uh, screening of, uh, one of the inside medals, the Bay area Godfathers or thrash. Right. And, uh, unfortunately that got shut down due to the, uh, draconian, uh, tyrannical government. Uh, so uh, that didn't happen. No, dude. And how I, I was saying this to somebody earlier today, you know, me getting me to travel. That is a thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, I, I, for probably the first time in how long committed to traveling, sure. I bought plane tickets, bought hotels, you know, I, because of Bob. Yeah. And then of course the government stuck their dick right in all of our asses here and shut it down with fucking COVID, but whatever, man. I mean, that's, you know, it is what it is. I mean, this is this today, yesterday. It's just, it's sad. And I wish I could say it was surprising. I know for a lot of people it is. I know even for you, you didn't know like until last week or whatever, when I told you, you told me like three days before Christmas. Yeah. I mean, nobody, those of us that were in Bob's kind of close circle. And I, I think I obviously was in Bob's close circle. We, we talked all the time. And he's been going through this for a while. You know, this is not, it's not like he suddenly got sick. He's been going through, um, he had a, 
I don't know what, what you would call it. If it's, if it was a new, a new cancer or if it was a, a rare occurrence, yeah, I know it's rare, but it, I don't remember if he'd had it before and it went away, but it came back or if it was, or if it was a, um, like, you know, a recurrence of the old one, but I don't know, seven, eight months ago, it might even have been longer. He, um, he, he got the word that it was back and, um, and he was going through chemo, you know, and, and, and it, it was such an odd thing because he would call me from, from the hospital that he was at, you know, he'd be like, yeah, man, I got two fucking hours, man. You know, you got some time to talk. And, and I'd be like, yeah, of course. And, you know, we would, we talk about everything, man. It, you know, the history of metal, lots of that. But I mean, he would review the shows, you know, he would call me up and be like, dude, you just seem like you were pissed off this week or Neely was fucking angry or whatever. You know, he was still Bob, you right. know, even though he was going through a tremendously difficult time and you know, it, it just, he, he ran out of options. That's the, the worst part. I know, you know, we can pull back the curtain now since his family put it all out there, but, um, um, I reached out to you, what you said a couple days before Christmas. And, and I just kind of said to you, I said, Hey, if you haven't, you know, make some contact with Bob, he's really, really sick. And you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I wasn't you know, aware of it at all. Yeah. Well, and that's how Bob wanted it, man. With every, with every conversation that I had with Bob, it always ended with, don't go on the air and tell anybody about this. Don't tell anybody. Don't, don't, not even close friends. He's like, I'll tell people I want to know. And, and I was like, okay, man, you know, whatever. And it really is. It, it, he didn't let anybody know, you know, I mean, he really, of the people that I know, the only other person I know that knew he was sick was Matt, Matt that, you know, I, I do aftershocks with, and he did skull sessions with, you know, and, um, you know, like yesterday I, um, I had the distinct pleasure and pleasure in quotes and just fucking makes my stomach hurt. But I was the one that told Ellison yesterday, you know, I, I hit Ellison up and I just said, I just told him, I said, you know, Bob passed. And he was like, what the fuck? Who, how long has he been sick? What's going on? You know, he didn't know either. Mm -hmm. And he was in that camp. I mean, Bob was in that camp and he just kept it quiet. I mean, that's how he wanted it. And, you know, in, in most ways, I guess he went out the way he wanted to go out, which was, you know, quietly without a ton of fuss. I, you know, I, I know, and you know, he would hate this. He would hate us talking about it. Right. He, he would rather it just be like, all right, man, you know, Bob's gone, but let's talk about the new, whatever, <laughs> you know, that's who the guy was, right. And, you know, just a sad day. It's uh it wasn't, it wasn't exactly the way I wanted to wrap up the year. That's for sure. Hell no. You know? So, um, you know, I just thought, uh, you know, since we're doing the show tonight and we will talk about, you know, I'll get into, you know, some of the stories that I have where Bob sure. is concerned and we'll talk all about that, but we're going to give uh, the fans a chance to call in, not specifically about Bob. If you want to talk about Bob, that's cool. If, but if you have, uh, something, you want to tell us or, you know, kind of unburden yourself a little bit or what 2022 uh, was for you, whether it was good or bad or indifferent or, you know, whatever the case may be. We just uh, want the uh, callers, the fans to reach out and, you know, we'll chit chat with you as much as Chris hates that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and you know, you are definitely right, man. I, I did not want to do the show today. I'm sure when I texted you this afternoon, you thought it was going to be me saying, yeah, I'm not doing this. Right. You know, and, uh, and I, I almost didn't, I, I was talking to people this afternoon and, and I just was like, you know what, you know, what am I going to do? Sit here and cry or sit there and cry. So right. here it is. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, obviously we promised the fans we would do a show on new year's Eve. So here we right. are. 
Year's Eve. Uh, it didn't play out the, the way that uh, we planned it, but uh, we're here and and we're gonna we're gonna give you a show. I, I don't know how long we'll hang in there. I can't we can't promise you a whole six hour show. Yeah, but, probably not. But we'll hang out uh, as long as we can, and uh, we'll you know talk to some uh, listeners and talk about Bob and you know that kind of a thing. So uh, that's that's the plan, and we'll hang in there as long as we can. And if we choose sure. to pull the plug, we'll pull the plug. Works for me, you know. So that's how it is. So uh, you'll get some of our greatness before the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, enjoy. It's right. it's gonna be it's gonna be very uplifting tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I came dressed for the occasion tonight, so uh, so. so I'm ready to ready to uh, I don't know um, reflect a little bit. Uh, sure. You no, know, uh, obviously this has been a, a tough year. You know, not only for the recent loss of our friend Bob, but uh, you know, for me personally, it's you know I lost two siblings within nine months of each other. Uh, which, you know, that, that threw me for a loop, obviously. And you and I lost our good friend, uh, Steve Kraus this year. Yeah. Uh, You lost a friend in the Cleveland scene. I did. Yeah. Chris Dan from, um, Hey Corey died on Monday. Right. Just, just like, wow. What a week. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's been a fucked year. I ain't I don't care what anybody says. I it's better. It was better than COVID because we could actually go somewhere, I guess, but not by a lot. Just seemed like this is the year that I don't want to say this was the year that the coof shot set in, but whatever. Something set in and a lot of people died very young. And ugh, this has just been a, a painful year, man. Just painful. Right. No other way to put it. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, this, this has been an odd year for, for me as well, you know, cause, uh, there's stuff that, uh, I normally like to do. I like to get out of town and, you know, go, I like, you know, I like to go over to the city of Pittsburgh a couple of times a year. I didn't do sure. that. Didn't catch any ball games this year. Didn't, uh, didn't travel it much, you know, and, uh, didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, I worked a lot, you know, yeah. obviously we did the show pretty consistently all year. And, uh, I did go on that kiss cruise, which was completely unexpected. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an oddball year. So, uh, not, not, not a, not a, not the happiest of years, uh, you know, in, in recent memory anyway. No, definitely not one. We're going to look back on and be like, oh man, 2022, what a fucking lovely time. You know, really not. It's just been, You know, I I was thinking about that today. I was like, man, just what, what, what is there to, to look back on? You know, you know how everybody, you look at the year and then you try and say, well, this is what I'm going to do next year. I looked at that today. I was like, well, you know what? I'll be happy to do anything next year because (laughs) there's, I, I don't have, I can't think of one fucking super, super fun thing that I did this year. Nothing. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm I'm saying. I mean, you know, aside from, you know, unexpectedly going on the Kiss cruise, um as far as anything just like outrageously fun this year. Yeah. I bought I bought a few new guns. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, but uh, but aside from that, um yeah, it hasn't been an eventful year at all. No, I think the I think the uh most, you know, I I mean I went to uh couple of outings with with john and stephanie and and kelly you know a couple of times but literally a couple of times and uh, you know the only thing i can really point to that i that i was like something that i had not done before was when i went out and met mariah for the first time right right exactly that's the only thing i can point to and i can be like oh there's that (laughs) you know (laughs) You, you know all the rest of it has just been Lots of work, lots of, you know, lots of stress with work, you know, you know, I mean, been busy. That's good. I guess is that, you know, been busy got to take another year off of going to a real job. That's, that's, that's pleasant. Right. But, you know, I mean, you know, I'm just looking at this year and it just, you know, friends dying, heavy metal television up and down and dying. Um, fucking, you know, that friendship dying, you know, with Eric, you know, it's like everything, everything on my plate is just like a, a plate of shit stew. It's like, ugh, awful year. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I get you. Well, let's let's just hope for the best. Prepare for the worst and hope for the best, as the old saying goes. And, exactly. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not going to uh, dwell too much on it. Um, I I you know, aside from the the bad news that uh, you had to give to me yesterday, um, I don't think I talked to you uh, you know since before Christmas. So uh, you know, did you do anything on Christmas? Did you go anywhere? Did you hang out with anybody? You know, um, I, on Christmas Eve, um, I, I went over and, um, spent, uh, spent an evening with, with my mom and my niece and two of my kids, you know, we did like a Christmas Eve dinner cause my kids were doing Christmas day with their, with their mom. So we, we did that and that was, you know, it was low key, but it was fun. We had a nice dinner and, um, it, the, the interesting thing was my mom, for some reason, broke out all her horror stories about her as a kid. And that was kind of, it was kind of funny, you know, my kids hearing my mom talking about, you know, partying hard and, you know, running the bars and, you know, my, because, you know, that's their grandmother. They, they expect their grandmother to be their grandmother. Yeah, to be pristine grandma. Yeah. Yeah, and my mom, she was talking about, yeah, you know, your dad used to work, and then we'd get home, and then we'd go, we'd get a babysitter for you, and we'd go and close the bars in Bedford down at 2.30, and then we'd go to somebody's house until 5, and we'd only come home because the babysitter needed to get let loose and take a shower and go to work. I was like, holy shit, no, this is where I get it from. <laughs> so this was, this was before any of your recollection. Oh, yeah. Well, some of it. You know, I, I mean, if we had these two babysitters, Jackie and June, they were sisters. I, I still talk to them. They're on Facebook with me, actually. And they were our babysitters. And we knew them quite well, but I guess I never really put two and two together why we knew them so well. It's because my mom and dad were rip running the streets. You know, they were, they were, they were out running around partying and they were paying Jackie and June to watch us. Right. <laughs> wow. Well, that, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, did uh did you know, I know you're not big on the receiving gifts and all that stuff, but did did anybody get you anything cool that's maybe unexpected or didn't get a gift, didn't give a gift. Yeah, well, it's the same for me. That's, same for I I I've, I've made it very clear to my family that I don't want gifts and I don't need gifts and I don't want to give gifts. You know, I dude, it's just to me it feels like trading money. Yeah, well, I agree with you. That's here. You know, here's a hundred bucks for you. Okay, well, here's a hundred bucks for you. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll just keep my hunter. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, you know, you know how I feel about the whole presence mm -hmm. thing. Like yeah, I, I, I want nothing to do with it. I was done with that decades ago. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I uh, again, this, you know, I feel very fortunate in my life that I've been able to afford uh, a good lifestyle and sure. you know own the things that I really want to own. Mm -hmm. I don't need anyone to go out and get me something. See that that's, and that's what I've told all, all of my family and friends too. It's like, you know what, whenever I want something, there is never, ever, never a time where I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's November 28th. Let me see if somebody gets me that for Christmas. <laughs> that is not a thought that enters my head at all. Right. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like today, my, my Apple TV officially died that I've had for like nine years or whatever. It just dropped dead today. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was dead 10 minutes. It probably was still warm before I had another one ordered. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit around waiting while my birthday's in 10 months. Maybe somebody will buy one for me. Right. No, I'm getting it. That's yeah. it. I'm getting it. I'll use it. So I'll get it. Yeah. No kidding. Well, uh, I didn't do anything at all. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do okay. anything. I, uh, I was, you know, I, I had five days of, uh, nothing but peace and quiet. Obviously the country got racked with, uh, some, you know, pretty, pretty harsh temperatures and, Ugh. you know, a little bit of snow and, uh, you know, there was just no reason to go anywhere or do anything. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, I, I just was watching that temperature drop you know, uh, oh, Christmas so Eve, cool. Christmas day. And, you know, it, it started out in the thirties and then it was like 10, then it was down to zero. Then I woke right. up <laughs> it was like two, two thirty in the morning or so. And it was negative 10 outside. And I was yep. just, holy shit. Is it dropping quick? Right. Yeah. yeah it was cold, dude. It, and I, that was a whole issue with my mom was I, you know, me, I'm not getting out there shoveling any fucking snow, snow, 
long haired Mike taught me that you don't shovel snow. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I'm not shoveling snow. So the snow, it, it, we didn't get a ton of snow, but it drifted real bad because the wind was blowing 50 miles an hour or whatever it was. Yeah. Just brutal. So of course I go out to start my, my car on Christmas day and I, my car starts. I was happy about that, that it started right away. So I, I went out, uh, based, the Browns were on Saturday. So I watched the Browns game. And when the game ended, I had to be at my mom's at six game ends at four 30 or four 15 or whatever. So I started my car. I ran outside and it's negative 10. Like you said, it's fucking br- brutal cold. So I start my car and I just leave it go for like 40 minutes. I just started the car and then I came back in the house, let it go for 40 minutes while I grabbed a shower and got ready to go to my mom's. I get in my car to go. I might as well have not started it. This fucking thing was still freezing cold, like <laughs> steering wheel cold to the touch. And it isn't that I didn't turn on the heat or anything. It's just, it was that cold. The car couldn't get warm. So I had to drive this cold ass car out to, out to my mom's. And, and of course I'm sliding all over the streets. Nothing was plowed. Nothing was cleared. It, it just, you know, I was like, please don't let me crash. Please don't let me crash. Please don't, you know, I don't drive enough to actually be accustomed to snow driving anymore. And I, and the whole time I'm fishtailing back and forth and I'm like, why am I fucking doing this? And then my mom has this like really long driveway. So getting out of her driveway at the end of, at the end of the night where it's been snowing and blowing snow again all day, you know, or all evening while I was at her house, I was like, motherfuck. <laughs> but I made it. I crawled home. It took me, I mean, you, my mom lives in Kent and you know, from, from here to Kent, what is that? 15 minute drive. If that. Maybe? Yeah. And it took me about 50 minutes to get home. Sure. <laughs> Cause I couldn't get over like 30 miles an hour Yeah, the whole time. It was just fucked up. So yeah, not, not, not the funnest time, but I mean, it was fun to see my niece and it was fun to fun to hear my mom telling like really war stories about doing shots and partying and stuff. Sure. I, I honestly wasn't really ready for that, but she let loose. I was like, okay, wow, that, that feisty. Yeah, that's, that's cool though. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, uh, you've told stories about, you know, with your mom being the banker for Belkin and getting all those sure. tickets and being able to, you know, go to shows that, that you mm-hmm. did meet a lot of people that you did as a young person. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was definitely, a uh, you know, a an existence that a lot of people don't have the, uh, the privilege of sure. as, as a, as a younger person and being influenced enough to, uh, uh, meet the, like the D Snyder's of the world and sure. going to see Led Zeppelin and going to see a lot of live shows and things as a, as a young kid. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, look, I I've been very fortunate and, you know, especially it's the, the weirdest thing. Cause when I look at it and I think about the fact that my dad was so not that way, <laughs> it really, I mean, when you think about that time, you know, I mean, you know, dude, if the wife was into something and the dad wasn't into something 99% of the time, that meant it didn't happen. Exactly. You know, you know in that time period in the sixties and seventies, and my dad was always pretty cool about just being like, oh, go, you know, especially once I turned like old enough to go, you know, my dad was kind of, my dad loved it. He loved the fact that, you know, my mom could go out and have a good time and probably come home and bang him all happy, you know, but. You know, my, my dad was, was happy that, that he didn't have to go and see Led Zeppelin. Right. You know, that would have been, that would have been murder for my dad to have to go and sit through two hours of drunken stone, Jimmy page on guitar, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that would have drove him crazy. And I think he liked the fact that I would just go and I couldn't wait to go. And, you know, I'm. I'm very fortunate that I had that. And I honestly think that it was that, that time frame in my life that put the bug into my, into my psyche that led us to where we are right now. Right. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, it's great because it's, it's given me every stupid fun thing that I would have ever wanted to do. I've met everybody I wanted to meet. I've gotten to do so many cool things. You know, same, same with you, probably different reasons, but you know, you, you kind of force fed it to yourself, but 
same thing. We've gotten to do everything that we wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I certainly wasn't brought up in a household that, uh, you know, condoned that devil music, that rock, right. music. And, you know, I, I didn't go to, uh, my first concert until I was 18, you know, wow. I, I was a senior in high school and, uh, yeah, it just wasn't, uh, something that, uh, you know, was supported in my, <laughs> I look like a pro wrestling manager. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so once I was old enough, you know, those were things I wanted to do. So once I was old enough and I, you know, went to college and, you know, ended up living out in LA for six years during, you know, the height of the eighties that allowed sure. me to explore my options, you know, mm -hmm. you know, foolishly, I was married at a young age, but I, I got rid of that dead weight pretty quickly. <laughs> And, uh, you know, went about my business to, to, to pursue the things that I wanted to do, you right. know, now, I, I'm curious. I don't think I've ever asked you this about the marriage and yes. I don't want to dig into your ex-wife necessarily, no. but, no, right but ahead. do you think that you got married and I'm going to preface this by saying, I know for a fact, it's why I got married. Do you think that you got married because it was taught to you yes. that that's what you do? Yes. You turn 18, you get a job, you get a wife, you have that's a kid. That's exactly right. That's that. Cause I know that's why I got, you know, I was having so much fun in Korea, just banging whores. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden I met one, I was like, okay, this is the marrying one, right? This is the marrying one. This is the one I'm going to have kids with, you know? And it was because in my head, it was, that's the next step. That's yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's the, uh, that's the progression in life. You, uh, you go to, go to college, you get your job, you marry the wife, you have the house, you settle down and that's your life. And, yeah. and that, you know, once I got out to California and realized, well, wait a minute, there's a whole lot of other shit I could be doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I'm, I'm doing this stuff. This looks fun. Yeah. I wish I would have had the foresight. I wish, I wish I would have had, truthfully, I wish I would have had the balls to just fucking quit i mean dude dude i i mean we got to california we had we were married i don't know seven months and within seven months i had the police called on me because me and her got into a huge screaming match and i was just about to hit her so i went outside and i kicked over a wood fence you know i just kicked it over and the police came and i was like i should have known right then i should have filed paperwork right then I, yeah, it, uh, it's just just the thought of uh, you know doing the whole uh, married go normal thing once I right. got it, but I was just like, yeah, this ain't for me. No, I know, dude. I, I, I again, I just wish I would have had the foresight or the balls or whatever it is to just say, you know what, this ain't working. Walk away now. Right. I should have walked away then. Just walked yeah. away. Yeah. Oh. Fortunately, I, I was able to pay her off to, to leave and, uh, you know, get a disillusioned summary. And, uh, that, that was the end of it. It was just like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I didn't have anything at that point, you know, and, and again, it, it's all hindsight at this point, but I really look at it. I'm like, I had nothing. I, I mean, I had nothing. I had literally filled a house full of furniture and filed bankruptcy within six months of being, of being in California. I, I mean, I could have walked away clean and I was so afraid of walking away yeah. that I would have to pay money or whatever. And I, and I just didn't have any money to pay. But now when I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, what would a fucking judge have sentenced me to a hundred bucks a month? Right. You know, I, I mean, a judge would have sentenced me to nothing absolutely nothing. And I didn't, I stuck in, I was like, Oh, I can't do that. That'll ruin my life. If I get a judgment against me to pay her. Right. Oh, what a fool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I bought the X off with uh, five grand and, uh, <laughs> and, and a new car. Dude, that is, I, I mean, think about that now, if at this age, what would it have cost you now? If you, if you'd been married for the last, let's say 10 years, just the last 10 years where you started making good money, it would have cost you 150 grand. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. 
it would have for sure cost you, you know, the next five years of paying her at least. Yeah. That'd be like oh. Anthony Cumia. I'm writing checks, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been, it would have been, it would have been brutal. You got away for five grand. Yeah. You got away for let for about the same cost that you would pay to get a new fucking muffler and brakes. Exactly. <laughs> like, like I'm done with this. I'm out of here. Oh, God. Well, smart for you. Of course. Of course me, Mr. Mr. Do it wrong. I did it wrong. <laughs> well, not really. I mean, I walked away, but dude, anybody that could walk away the way I did with literally giving up nothing. I gave up some fucking furniture. That's all I gave up furniture. I kept my business. I kept my house. Who fucking does that? Yeah. She, she really wanted to get away from me. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've lost, I've lost more furniture and stuff to just girlfriends, let alone wives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, that's all I lost was furniture. Not even a lot. All she took was like the bedroom set and you know, she didn't really take much, mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 in fact, it was one pickup truck worth of furniture. It wasn't even like a moving truck. It was, it was her boyfriend's pickup truck. Right. They, they filled the back of it up with some shit, you know, some side tables and shit and the bedroom set. And that was it. And out she went some books, some pictures. <laughs> Whoop de fucking do. I kept the house and the business and didn't have to pay anything. Yeah. Well, if, if she, if she hadn't already been involved in a, in a place to go with a new man, it might've cost you more, but, uh, oh. That this was a deal where I'm moving out of your house and into his house. And I'm thankful beyond thankful that her dude after me was prideful guy. <laughs> Cause I'm, I, I don't know this to be true. I'm a hundred percent speculating, but just from meeting him and from what my kids have told me and whatever, I can literally hear this guy saying, you don't need anything from him. I'll take care of you. Right. And I'm happy that she listened. Yeah, sure. I'm so happy that she listened. <laughs> I walked away with everything I wanted. Right. So yeah, it was a quarter century in, I guess, I guess you did make out. Okay. Yeah, I did fine in mine. You know, I, so I'll tell you what, it's why I won't do it twice. There's no chance that could happen two times. Right. No way. Am I going to ever get that lucky? No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. So it was just, uh, it was a lesson learned as a young fellow for me. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. No, definitely nope. not. Nope. No more of that shit. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, so happy new year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can get some entertainment out of our personal pain and anguish. Yeah. Well, that's the theme tonight. We're in misery, so here, let us entertain you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can we can play some uh, Lillian Axe at Misery Loves Company. That's right. Or or what, what was that nineties? What's that '90s band? They had that song. Was that David Priner? Oh, uh, was that Soul Asylum? Yes. No, no. I don't remember David Priner. Yeah, David Priner. Uh, misery. We'll open up a company called Misery. What is? Oh it? yeah, yeah. What's that? What's that song called? I don't. I is don't remember. It might have just been Misery. Yeah. Or then there was that other song that. Hey, misery. Oh, hey, yeah. misery. Hey, misery. I don't know. Is that, was that the soul? Somebody said soul asylum did have a song called misery. All right. Okay. I didn't think I was that far off. Okay. Um, who, who did the, Hey, misery. Was that, um, spin doctors or one of those bands? It could be. Yeah. All those bands run together to me as shit. I did not listen to. That's, that's kind of why I don't know who did what. <laughs> yeah. That just wasn't my cup of tea. I just remember hearing it when it was on yeah. the radio. Um, Kill Miller says it was in Clerks too. All right, take it easy. <laughs> yeah, Soul Asylum, Misery. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember any of them dumb songs. Or Hey Jealousy. That's uh, what... oh, is that? Oh, it's not Hey Misery. <laughs> See, I don't even know. Yeah. I know but, Junkyard had a song on um, Junkyard 2 on 6s, 7s, and 9s called uh, Misery Loves Company. Right. So what the hell am I supposed to do? Gin Blossoms. Gin Blossoms. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Jealousy. Right. Thank you, Ben Benjamin and Neely. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know any of those. That that era of top forty rock, I really don't know any of those bands. Just none of them. Yeah, I, I would just wasn't into that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, but whatever. I, I I knew it existed, but uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, War, Wardlaw, the Warlock from the Metal Show. He was all up into that stuff. Really? As, oh yeah. And when dude, when he does his podcast, he has a podcast called The Record Player now. Okay. And he and his his buddy that he does it with, they they like profile all these bands. Though though that era of bands, that's like what he's into. Okay. But I mean, he goes into like the real obscure things. Like he'll be like, "This was the seventh album from the Gin Blossom." It's like seventh album. <laughs> Who fucking knew? Right. Who knew, who knew that they had more than one album? You know, but he'll be all up in there and be like, Oh yeah, this is when they replaced this guy with that guy. And I'm like, wow, good for you for knowing that. Sure. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that just wasn't my whole era of music. It just wasn't my thing, but uh yeah, whatever. Yeah. So mine uh, either. I didn't know any of those bands. Yeah. But uh anyway, well I, I can I can see you're kind of opening up a little bit over there and yeah, I got a beer in me. I'm better now. <laughs> Swilling your beer. Yeah, I'm drinking. So I'll loosen what, up. What is the uh, what is, what is the uh, bill of fare for your beer tonight? What are you drinking? I am drinking um, only the finest for me, Miller Light. Miller Light. <laughs> out of a yeah, can. Out of a can. Because it's cool with a K. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now uh, I, I'm not a beer drinker, as you're well aware. Yeah. Oh, so do you prefer beer out of a tap, a bottle, or a can? Can. Why? Or a bottle. Probably bottle. Probably bottle first, can second. Really depends on what it is. I drop bottles because especially when I get really going. <laughs> I I tend to I tend to drop bottles. Okay. So I don't drop I don't tend to drop cans. Right. So I'm much more into the cans of the beer, you know. And honestly, when I'm drinking a beer out of a can, a lot of times if I'm if I'm hammered, I'll squeeze it just a little bit to get it dented so that it won't drop. <laughs> you know, I, I ain't gonna lie, I do that a lot. You get your you get your finger holds in there. Yeah, but like, the, dude, it, it's such a weird even even like with beer styles, and this is this is such an alcoholic statement I'm about to make, but whatever, <laughs> I'll make it. I was always the guy. It, then, now, whenever. I would, if I was going to drink a lot and I knew I was going to drink a lot, I would get like a six pack of something that I actually really, really like. Like I like Corona's personally. Okay. And, you, and I you, would, you like the whole lime thing as well. Yeah, I do. That... I absolutely do. I like okay. taking the lime, cut it up, put it in it, squeeze it in it so that the juice comes out and then let it sit for a little bit. I mean, I do the whole, the whole thing. And, um, but what I would do is I would drink like a six pack of that and then cheap beer behind it. Cause by that, by the time you drink six, then your tongue is kind of burned up on the beers anyway. Okay. So you're not tasting it anymore. So then you can go to the cheap beer and get just fucking blitzed without spending as much money. <laughs> that was my old army trick was drink like a six pack or a four pack or whatever, something good back then. And this is weird because I have not drank one of these in years and years, but Back then I used to drink fucking low and brow. I used to, I used to drink, I would get like a six pack of low and brow from the, from the class six on the, on the base, which is the liquor store. Sure. I would get a six pack of that. And then a case of like Budweiser or Miller light. And I wouldn't let people would come into my room and they'd go to the fridge to take beers. They'd go for my low and brows. I'm like, get your fucking hands off my. <laughs> and I was like, drink all the fucking Budweiser you want, but don't drink my low and brows. Sure. You know, because I was letting it be low and brow as, as the case may be. Right. But that's what I would do is I would drink like, you know, three, four low and brows. And then I would move on to a lot of times. And this is again, my, my rot gut stomach. I don't think I could do this today, but. I would go like straight from that to like, um, uh, for whatever reason I was, I used to drink a lot of Southern comfort. I used to just buy a bottle of Southern comfort, drink it straight from the bottle, just carry a bottle around the barracks with me. And I would just be swilling Southern comfort, 
but but first i would have to have four or five six low and brows just to just to, to you know uh clear the palate first before i would drink that horrible that horrible horrible fucking southern comfort Here's two good friends there we go it is kind of special the beer will pour must say something more somehow so tonight, 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 let it be a classic metal show. <laughs> nice. Raise your glass, is to health and happiness. So tonight, tonight, let it be all the best. And you're with your friends having good times. Don't just have a beer. Because good friends and good times deserve the taste of a great beer. And there's really only one. Tonight, let it be the classic metal show. <laughs> <laughs> Who made that? Wheezy? Wheezy made that. That's fucking funny. I don't even remember that one. Holy smokes. That's that's uh, when that's when uh, he made the one of the hooker. You, you want to go to the health hotel, baby? <laughs> Neely's right. You probably have AIDS. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> God, how long ago is that? Uh, it's been at least four years. Oh, These fucking years are just flying by, dude. They are flying by. You know, what, what's really weird, uh, you know, speaking of that, yeah. uh, you know, I, I buy a lot of stuff through Amazon. And so I was, you know, in, in the... Uh, the uh, customer section of history. So okay. I went, so I went back through to see what my purchase history was. And, you know, it, it goes all the way back to, you know, 10 years ago. Oh yeah. And, and, and I, and I went back through, you know, the last say as far back as like 17, 2017. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I saw some stuff on there that I bought. I'm just like, I thought I just bought that last year. <laughs> it's like I bought that five years ago. Yeah. You know? Mm hmm Dude, it's like, you know, this is such a dumb product, but I, I use the uh the sweet and low, you know, for my coffee. And um I I just buy like fifteen hundred packets at a hit. You know, just because why why buy less? It doesn't really go bad. You just fucking buy a big box of it and you keep it by the coffee machine, it's there. Right. So I ran out the other day and I had to buy a box. So I bought a new box. So I went to reorder it and, you know, did the same thing. I went through the orders. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. The last time I bought this shit was two and a half years ago. <laughs> and I was like, Holy fuck. Did I get two and a half years out of this fucking, it seems like I just bought it, but it was two and a half years ago. Yeah. I'm like Jesus. <laughs> well, well, speaking about buying stuff, did you ever yeah. get your house nutrition, wild berries? Yes, I did. Did you try it? I did. It tastes okay. It's, well, it's not, all of it's all powder to me. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't taste like eating grass clippings. No, it's it's definitely better than the super greens. I will <laughs> I will say that. It is it's better than the super greens. So I'm I'm actually kind of doing one super greens and one one um berries. Wild berries. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm doing one and one, and it's 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 better. It's definitely better than fucking eating out of the mulch bag. <laughs> it's it's what the horses eat. Yeah, the the super greens. I, I'm not gonna lie; it does make me feel better. I do feel like I'm like feeling a lot better, like a lot more energy and a lot, you know, a lot more. I mean, obviously, with the getting dehydrated and stuff, I've really been kind of focused on that a, a bunch. Right. But I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better now that I'm taking, you know, these these powder supplements and you know, which are full of the right nutrition and all that other shit. Between the between the two of those and a whey shake for protein, I'm plus a, a dinner every night. I'm you know, I'm getting the right amount of shit into my system to where I feel better. Good. You know, I'm not I'm not ready for a nap every ten minutes anymore. You know, so that's good. <laughs> Well, that's that's good to know. Glad glad Chris Aiken has taken care of himself. Well, I'm trying a little bit, you know. <laughs> you know, I can't be I can't be the cockroach of metal if I fucking eat myself to death. Right, exactly. 
So I just have to have to kind of try and as much as I hate it, I have to admit my age and be like, all right, now I have to, I have to stop eating this bullshit and, you know, take a little less, eat half of a sandwich instead of a whole one. And, you know, all that bullshit, which I fucking hate. I hate it. Look, fat guys like to eat. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm a fat guy. I like to eat. And, and, and it is definitely torture to not, but I'm, I'm trying to play by the rules as best as I can. So, right. Right. Well, I, I'm glad to know that you're doing better and, uh, you know, st sticking with it and, uh, you know, feeling better and yeah. being healthier and, you know, all those things. It's a, it's a conscious, uh, effort on my part to do that every day. You know, it's just like, well, I would really like to have a pizza today, but mm, I guess yeah. I won't. I think that's the hardest part of, of it. And, and look, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be clear here. Nobody should feel sorry that the fat guy is struggling to lose weight. <laughs> I'm a fat piece of shit. I got there myself and I'm the only one that can fix it, you know? So go ahead, keep on mocking the fat guy as all the YouTube people do every <laughs> single day. You know, that's fine. I, I, I do love that. Somebody, somebody called me the, the best insult. I got was this week on YouTube was, was I forget who we were, we were commenting. Oh, we were commenting on, um, the, the girl that, um, that was in the, that's presenting for that hall of fame thing or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about that. Uh, we were asking what her claim to fame was. Yeah. And we were saying that she kind of looked hot or whatever. And somebody posted in one of the comments, um, who are you to comment on what anybody looks like you fucking hairy meatball, <laughs> a hairy meatball, a hairy meatball. <laughs> and I just laughed. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Bravo to you, sir. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I look, and that's the thing is I, I know, I know so many people when they try to get in shape or whatever, they just, they, it, it drives me crazy when I see friends or whatever, and they're on fucking line and they're like, you know, Hey, celebrate me, celebrate what I'm doing. You know? And it's like, you know what? So celebrate the fact that I fucking liked pizza two at a time <laughs> instead of fucking, you know, a slice of pizza instead of a slice of pizza. I eat fucking four. Right. You know, it's like, okay, that's why I'm a fat piece of shit. Right. You know, and, and you can, you know, and now, now, unfortunately age is, I'm not 20 anymore where I'm running around so much that, that, that I could eat four pieces of pizza that wouldn't stick to me. You know, now, now it's like, fuck, I look at the piece of pizza and it's like, Ooh, did I just gain a fucking half inch? You know, it's like, Oh my God, I'm getting fat looking at food, <laughs> but, but you know, now, now you got to have the discipline and it blows and so be it. So yeah. be it, you know, growing old, isn't supposed to be fun. I got news for everybody. Everything about growing old sucks ass. Yeah. Well, Mick Jagger said it best. What a drag it is getting old. No, he's hundred percent correct. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, sloppy kisses. I'm the Tess Holiday of metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. All right. Well, we've uh, we've burned up the first hour here, and uh, in the in the next hour, you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll kind of uh celebrate the life of our good friend bob nobandian and absolutely you know, talk about how we got to know him and uh you know maybe some of the times that you know i i personally spent with him and sure and and you know how cool he was to us from from the get-go absolutely yeah i got some stories too so. and i know you pulled uh i know you pulled a couple of clips that you yeah, sent yeah. Today, which which was yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing, and and here I ended up in my email box. I was just like, "Oh, good on you." Yeah, I put together not not many, and they're not long, but they're just yeah, little they're, funny. They're only like 30, 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, long. but they're but they're funny, and they get kind of what Bob was on the show. So, you know, I had a distinct idea, and I, and ironically, I knew right where to find them. So it wasn't like I was hunting around for hours. I knew right where they were, and and. And was like, okay, I'm, these will be good. So, so yeah, we'll we'll play some of that. We'll we'll celebrate Bob's life, and um, you know, and um, we'll do our best to to make it through a tough a tough night. Sure, absolutely. 
All right, I'll let you do the honors. Uh, why don't you uh, pick a tune? All right. Well, I have a I have a whole arsenal of tunes that um, now Bandian kind of turned me on to one in one way or another. So I'm going to stick with that tonight, which okay. means people may love it, they may not love it. But um, let's start with a band that he featured in many of his documentaries, um, a band called Stone Vengeance. Uh, you know, I I was watching. I watched Bay Area Godfathers one and two today, and um, Stone Vengeance was all over it as the the black guy. That you know, they were like the first black, as yeah, in not yeah, white yeah. metal band, right? Exactly from San Francisco, and um, and they were all over the documentary. So it seemed like it seemed like Bob had a good relationship with them, and he sent me some of their music, which was really really good. So, so let's go with um, "Time Is at Hand" from the "To Kill Evil" release. All right, I got that pulled up. So. Uh... Mm. All right, we're going to play some tunes. Uh, we're going to talk about Bob in the next segment. Uh, maybe take some phone calls if sure. you, uh, you want to contribute to that. And uh, you know, we'll just we'll just go from here. So uh, this is something you'll find on uh, one of the Inside Metal documentaries, right, Chris? That is correct. On both of the Bay Area Godfathers, he's the guy from Stone Vengeance is in, and I'm not sure if the song's in it or not, but I just like the song. Okay. All right, well, uh, here's Stone Vengeance with uh, Time is at Hand, exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job.